Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Pastor, how are you today? Doing great. How are you, Chase? I'm doing good as well. We want to talk on the Shepherd Talk podcast today about leadership, Pastor, and Mm -hmm. just some thoughts from you on your own personal leadership journey and some different things that you've learned over the years. And so let's just start by with this question, Pastor. How would you define leadership? Well, I, I agree with um, one of the prominent leadership kind of gurus out there that leadership is influence uh, in the end. Uh, being able to influence processes, but being able to influence people. I think it's a pretty simple definition. And frankly, I think it's one of the best that I've ever heard. So you know, uh, there's no point in reinventing the wheel right. uh, if you find something like that that's uh, that just kind of summarizes uh, leadership. Uh, I think that's it, that it is influence. Yeah, that's really good. And so, Pastor, let me ask this kind of coming off of that question. Do you feel like everybody is a leader? Or are you born leader, kind of the process there of, of leadership? Well, you know, that's a that's one of the debates in the whole leadership right. sphere is, are leaders born or are they made? And the answer is yes. Um, it's both and. It's not either or. There are some folks who have a natural pro- proclivity toward leadership. They just have the, they're bent that way, you know, and uh, their personality types and all. Uh, calls them to be what we call natural-born leaders. They, but that's because they have influence. Um, and uh, you know, you guys have probably seen it uh, when uh, when you've been coming up. You've seen people that your friends or peers who might not have thought of themselves as as a leader, but people just gravitated to them and people followed them. And so, we say there's a kind of a natural leadership charisma that some people have. I think that's a God-given thing, right. even if they don't understand it. And uh, that's why if they get saved, they can have great uh, influence on people. Uh, so I, I think they're both uh, born and made. But I, I, I've also heard people say, well, if you're not by nature a leader, you can't become a leader. I, well, who makes that rule? Right. You know, there's and there's so many ways. And now today, because it is a topic of such great conversation, there are a lot of resources to help a person learn how to lead more effectively. But do I believe all people are leaders? The answer is uh, yes. Uh, but we're all leaders in different areas, in different uh, on different kind of platforms. Some folks uh, have a larger leadership platform. and uh, But all of us are leaders in the sense that I believe God puts us within a sphere that we can influence or we can make a difference in. And you could expand our definition, I guess you say people that make a difference. So so it may just be in your home, but you, you're a leader in your home because you're influencing and you're making a difference in people. Uh, in particular, in the ministry, I believe God entrusts us uh, a sphere of influence that that uh, we are responsible for and we're responsible to lead and to influence. So, uh, so in that sense, I believe everybody is a leader, whether they see themselves as a leader, they're an influencer. There's some people around them that they can make a difference in their life. And in essence, that uh, is a kind of leadership. Yeah, that's a really, um, really great thought. I think I've always, in student ministry, Pastor, you look at you look at different kids, and they do have natural abilities that are different um, than each other. And but it's also neat to 
to watch the kids that truly take it seriously and develop that yeah. leadership uh, as well. And so um, that's really a great, great thought when we think about being born a leader or being made a leader. Um, Pastor, now let's, let's hear just for a minute on your own uh, leadership journey. Share with us kind of in your mind where you felt in some sort of way you started uh, had a leadership position, whether that was in the church world or even before um, that. Um, just talk about your own personal leadership journey um, bet- between the time you've gotten to where you are now. Well, you know, when I started out in, in ministry, nobody talked about leadership. Uh, leadership as a uh, a real focal point, whether it's in the, the professional world or ministry world or whatever you want, is really a relatively... Uh, new emphasis. Leadership's been around forever, but it's a relatively new emphasis in the last uh, 20 plus years. It's really kind of jumped up on. When I started ministry, I've been in ministry over 40 years now. When I first started, nobody talked about leadership. I wish they had it, to be honest. It was kind of, uh, your leadership journey was kind of a uh, trial and error. You learn things in the, you know, what they used to call the school of hard knocks. You know, you just kind of developed into a leader or you learn leadership responsibilities or qualities uh, by trial and error. You know, you made a lot of mistakes and so you, if you were smart, you learned from your mistakes. You know, those are kind of cliches, but they are true. And when I, so when I came up, we, we never heard about, about uh, a leadership as such as kind of a thing to cultivate. We just understood, learned to understand certain responsibilities. My position or my calling uh, requires responsibilities and we were students I was a student of leadership didn't even know it because I was watching people and reading about people that uh, I admired or I thought they have they have been successful in their roles what made them successful and so I wasn't thinking leadership but that's what it was And so I was looking at people, I was reading about people, and one of the areas that I read about so frequently and have all of my life are biographies of great men and women, um, both outside of ministry and inside of ministry, and those things uh, were greatly shaping my ministry, my life, and consequently the way I influence and the way I, I shape people. And then... You know, I was fortunate because, um, and I think this was a God thing, Chase, that God put some individuals in my life, both in high school and then after high school that became mentors to me. We didn't even use that terminology when I was coming. We didn't say, oh, they have mentored me or they are a mentor to me. It's just they were people that were influencers in my life, and God brought them across my path or brought me across their path. That's a sovereign thing, I believe. And in the process, uh, I, I learned from them. I watched how they handle things. And uh, so uh, that was a part of my journey. As, as I developed uh, in my own ministry, God did give me a heart for leadership and, in, and, and developing leadership in others. And Hence, uh, we started a ministry years ago. I started ministry when I was pastoring St. Petersburg um, and uh, uh, teaching leadership principles that had some biblical basis. Uh, we began to, to teach them on a monthly basis to leaders in the St. Petersburg 
uh, Florida area who would come and, and I would invest in them. And really, I was a lot younger than a lot of them, but so I was fortunate that they they would continue to come, you know. And uh, but I was I was still learning. I was I made myself a. I went from the influence of others and to the point where I began to say, you know, as a leader now I have to to invest in others. Right. And uh, that didn't mean I had reached the mark, nor have I now, but I understood what had been put in me. I needed to pass on to others. Right. And so I began to, as a part of my journey, it caused me to get more definitive in my study of leadership, right. both Christian and what we would call non-Christian, though you know my view on that is there's everything is spiritual. But, but I began to, to watch that and learn from, continue to try to grow. I still do. Um, I I read leadership stuff frequently even now, and uh, still God teaches me things that I need to know, in particular about ministry. So, so that's kind of how my journey developed yes, uh, yeah. in terms of uh, being. Uh, hopefully an influencer, but then turning around and investing in others to do the same. Yeah, that's that's great. Pastor, you mentioned a few people um, that were big in your life, some people that influenced you in different ways. Who would you say um, specifically were some of the most influential leaders in your life um, throughout your journey? Well, I will mention that uh, 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 several. Uh, when I was much younger in high school, there was a couple of guys that invested in me uh, one was named Andy, another was named Tommy, and they really discipled me. You know, discipleship is a form of leadership training, right. and they really discipled me, and they influenced me greatly for God. And um, and so those are long ago. They didn't say we're going to, our goal is to try to cultivate, develop you. It wasn't anything like that. But if I look back, I would say those guys were instrumental by God in influencing me and uh, helping me kind of move to another level, both spiritually and in in ministry leadership. Right. Then then there's the the guy who you've heard me talk about so many times, Bill Anderson, Bill Anderson yeah. whom I talked to just this weekend and still talk to. He's in Texas. Uh, he's 85 years of age. Um, but God brought me... Uh, across his path. I served uh, with him as his exec pastor for 12 years. And uh, while, I, I, while I believe God took me there to that place to serve the body of Christ there, I really also believe that God is so good because he knew I needed that influence. I couldn't do what I'm doing here today had he had I not. Now, if you were to ask him, did you mentor Ray? He's going to probably say, we're just great friends. I'm 60, he's 85. And we were. We we're great friends. But I also recognize that he is, to this day, and was a mentor to me. And uh, he has probably, uh, on this earth, he has probably had more direct influence on my life as a leader, as a Christian leader. He was the epitome and still is of integrity, of spiritual ethics, of spiritual leadership, uh, evangel, all of those things. And so I watched him. I watched him. We never even talked about those things. But I still, I've been here 19 years, and I can't tell you how many times I've called him on the phone and said, hey, Bill, give me some wisdom, or tell me, here's some things I've got to do. Uh, tell me if I'm off base. Uh, settle me down. Keep me from uh, jumping off the cliff. All of those kinds of things. 
And so he has been most influential in my life. I just told him last week, you know, I just want to tell you, uh, I thank God. He said, man, I thank God. Well, well um, I wrote his wife. She's very sick. I wrote his wife a letter. She was very uh, important in our lives, Alice and I, our, our life as well. And I, I wrote her a letter uh, this past week. She's failing. And uh, I asked him, I said, what can I do? Uh, he said, write her a letter. would encourage her so much. So I did. I sat down and wrote her a letter last week. But I tell you that to say in the letter, you'd have to understand, she led him to Christ. His wow. wife led him to Christ when they were in high school right. in, in the oil fields of Texas. Mm -hmm. And she led him to Christ. She was such a strong and solid uh, witness for Christ and has been all her life. And so I said in the letter to her, I affirmed her value to us, and then I said, and then I thank God that as a high school student, you led Bill Anderson to Christ. I said, because you led him to Christ, God allowed our paths to cross, and he has influenced me for the kingdom, which means that you're the influence behind the influence, and I can't ever thank you enough, that sort of thing. So uh, he would be the great, the great kind of earthly uh, influence uh, on my life spiritually uh, for leadership. I think I watched him, and I, I have, to a large degree, modeled my spiritual leadership um, uh, after him. So, Pastor, sometimes in different settings you've shared with us as a staff and other ways as well that you can also be mentored and influenced by people that are not alive mm -hmm. anymore. And so share just a minute about that and who might be an influ uh, influential leader that's uh, influenced your life that is not living. Yeah. Uh, and, well, books, tapes, all of those kinds of resources are, um, are available to mentor us or to cultivate and develop us in leadership. Uh, I think of two immediately that have influenced me and continue to influence me to this day. And there are a lot of sub, I, I guess, uh, people. Uh, C.H. Spurgeon, um, all his stuff I've read over the years about ministry was, and so he is a, he is a, a mentor. The Bible says, though dead, they still speak. And so that's why reading some of the, some people, uh, you know, I've told you guys before, um, we sometimes they get caught up in people who hadn't run the race yet. They're real early in the race, and we, and we and I'm not saying they don't have great counsel, but there's nothing like the counsel of somebody that's read the, uh, run the race, and you can say, you can look over the course of life and say, they finished well, and Spurgeon is one of those, and so he's been greatly used of God uh, to mentor me. He has a book, for example, uh, Lectures to My Student, which is second to none for, for guys in ministry, or frankly, for anybody because he talks about some of the struggles in the Christian life. And he had struggles as a pastor uh, at the Metropolitan Tabernacle. And so I've read, I've read Spurgeon because it, his stuff resonates with me and influences me and has helped me. The other uh, people are going to say, well, that's kind of, you know, is Billy Graham. Right. Um, and uh, Billy Graham we know as an evangelist, not so much as a leadership guru. But the fact is, from a teenager forward, I read everything I could about uh, Billy Graham. Uh, I listened to him uh, uh, literally, I bet, a, a thousand plus times. I, uh, I, I watched him. Uh, and uh, every biography, uh, I think, that has been written on Graham, I have and have read. Wow. Uh, and, um, 
if there is one I haven't, it, I, I don't know about it, but I have in the next office over there, I could take you to a, a, a shelf of biographies on just Billy Graham. And so he's been very influential in me. I had the privilege some years ago of having one of his senior staff that was a member of my congregation, and um, we would go to lunch from time to time. And I told him one day, Dr. Graham has been so influential in my life, and I, even though I don't know him, and he said, I'm going to do something for you, Ray. He said, uh, I'm going to give you a personal address where you can write Dr. Graham, wow. and he will get your letter, I promise you. And he said, you can't give it out to anybody, and he said, I would ask you not to frequently use it. But he said, if you, will, if you, will, uh, if you want to write him, I said, he will get your letter. Well, I did. I wrote it with no expectation. It's a two-page letter. I wrote him just talking to him about how he'd influenced my life and those sorts of things. In that next office, it's hanging on his response. He wrote me back. And it was such a humble and gracious letter. And he wrote me back. And that letter became precious to me because it represented to me all the things that I had read about him uh, just in the content of that, that letter. So people that aren't here any longer can be an influence to you. Uh, there's a book uh, uh, entitled the, the, leadership, the Spiritual Leadership of Billy Graham. And uh, I had our staff read it years ago before you guys were on staff. But it's a fantastic book about leadership principles that he exhibited in his life. And yet um, he, he wasn't a leadership guru, but... But by looking at his life and his ministry, you learn these principles. It's a fantastic um, a book in, in that regard. So he's a leader without saying, I'm a leader, follow me. And so people that have come before us, by virtue of all the media we have today, right. can be great influencers, great mentors uh, to us, I, there are others, for example, I love, and typically those are people I'm going to read, and I'm going to read just about anything I can get my hands on by these people uh, because it connects with me and it is influential to me. Yeah, that's, that's great. Pastor, i got one more question for this podcast. We're about to make this a two-parter um, yeah. because there's just so much stuff in this and a lot of interesting uh, questions that I still have. But um, one more question. Uh, main question and then I got a couple kind of short questions about your own personal uh, daily kind of leadership that I'd love for you to answer but this one um, is simply this you mentioned earlier that in your leadership it early on wasn't necessarily defined as leadership you know because right. it didn't come on. Um, but just in in that early stages of leadership in general what would you say was one of your um, you know maybe biggest mistakes as a leader getting started um Overemphasizing leadership over people. Explain that to us. Well, you can get so caught up in trying to lead well that you you forget that if people if you don't connect right with people, you can't lead them. Yeah, that's good. And I was young, and fortunately, again, I had good influences in me uh, around me, um, but. Um, you can get so caught up on leading the ministry or leading the organization you're leading that you can forget that if you don't connect with people, you're not going to lead them anywhere. Right. It doesn't matter how how many wonderful principles of ministry you have or anything. In the end, it gets back to people. And so I think one of the things, and I, and I was fortunate because I never had any 
uh, train wrecks with people in organizationally or ministry-wise. But I came to realize that, you know what, and the older I've gotten, the more I realize it's relationships that enable you to influence people. And a lot of guys are so caught up in the leadership aspect, they forget that if you don't have people, you can't lead anything. And so I think that was one of the things that I learned early uh, early on. I, I, I don't mean immediately, but early on is that when I became a senior pastor and everything, right. that it's more leadership is more than just leading the organization or leading uh, the ministry as such. And it is uh, instead, it's connecting with people. You can't lead someone that you can't connect with. That's good. That's really good. You know, I think you got to, it's one thing to, to lead, and but you got to take people with you. And yeah, so that's right. Taking people with you. So, Pastor, let's wrap up. A couple quick thoughts. Just in your own kind of daily life right now in your leadership, what would you say is your ideal daily routine? Because that plays a lot into our personal life and leadership. Well, you, you know, and we can talk about this more if you want to in the next podcast, but, you know, down in our conference room where we have our staff meetings, one of the things on the board that I have kept up there is this whole idea of if you're going to be a leader, you got to lead yourself first. Uh, you, you can't take somebody somewhere you haven't been, so you got to lead yourself first. And a leader has to uh, discipline themselves. And uh, I, I'll give you an example. Uh, I got up this morning early, 5.30, and did something that I absolutely hate to do. I, I, it's not getting any better either. You, you know, for years I played basketball. As long as my knees would hold up, I'm at a point now where my knees are fine, but my doctor says if you keep playing, I'm going to replace them, and so I decided to keep them. And so I stopped playing basketball, And I, but I, I wanted to – I knew I needed something physical to do. So in my study at the house, I have a stationary bicycle. And I have to tell you, that is one of the least favorite things on the planet there. I'm driven to go somewhere or to right. take people right. somewhere. And you get on a bicycle, you're going nowhere. You know, you ride for a half hour or something. And I don't care what Peloton or those people say, no no offense if you ride a Peloton, all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, and somebody talks to you, that's great for some folks. But I still get off the bike and say, I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> right. But I did get my heart right up. So, I, by the way, I have learned how to cope with that. And that is, I watch documentaries. That would be dull to some people, but I watch documentaries. The way I get through writing. And so here's what I, uh, here, here's why I tell you that. I did not, I can lay there in the bed and say, I don't feel like doing that today. I don't feel like doing that today. I'm tired. We, we lost an hour yesterday, yeah. and I had a long day yesterday. Three sermons yeah. and two uh, um administrative meetings yesterday so it was my mind was saying give yourself a break you had a long day you lost an hour give yourself a break but I thought I can't do that because when you do that the next time it comes around you give yourself a break I got up I got ready I grudgingly went up and I rode my stationary bicycle and watched a documentary while I did that uh, so it that's a discipline thing that isn't a desire thing and in personal leadership, you have to determine there are some things I got to do, not because I get joy, but I've got to do them. That's a discipline thing. So I do that. I'm going to, I have a routine. Yeah, I guess that's what you're asking. Yeah. So I have a routine. So I do that. I come down, I clean up, 
I go in, I fix some breakfast. Um, I have, um, I, I, I read uh, two newspapers. Um, and then I, I change and I come into the office. When I get to the office, I set my day up. The first thing I do is I take my, my, uh, my actually my electronic calendar and then I, I check it over. Then I set it up on a piece of paper. I'm probably a little too fixated about that kind of stuff. Um, and because, uh, you know, electronics can fail you. Paper, paper still hasn't failed us yet. So, so I'll do that. I'll set my day up. I'll, I'll get uh, everything in place. Uh, a staff member called me this morning and said, Pastor, what do you think about doing something certain? I said, I can't answer that until I get my day set up. Actually, on Mondays, I get my week set up. And then I get my day set up. And so, um, so that's part of the routine. Then... After that, then I spend time in the Word of God, okay, and in prayer, and uh, make notes there, uh, and then I will begin to move through my agenda. Right. Now, by the way, I put things on my agenda that are daily things that I'm going to do. For example, exercise is something I'm going to do. Right. I'm going to read some every day. So I put that on there. I'm going to read. You know, I, I put on there uh, a lot of days, think. I'm just going to think and and give myself a little bit of time to think about the things I need to be thinking about. That's good, yeah. Okay? Um, and so there are some things that I'm going to put that are every, my quiet time is an everyday thing. Exercise is an everyday thing. Uh, scheduling is an everyday thing. So I know I've got some things every day that are part of the routine. Okay? Right. Once that is all set up, then I start working on the routine. Uh, now, I'm not the kind that's so fixated that I don't allow for God to intervene or something right. or me to adjust that, right. you know, which may mean it moves something to another day. And when I was young, it would have unsettled me because I would have thought, gee, I had everything lined up and here come, you know. <laughs> but it gets back to most of the interruptions are people things. That's and you go back to what I said earlier. This is what I had to learn years right. ago, that over. that people things have to. Um, that doesn't mean rearrange everything in your schedule, but people things have to take priority. So you have to evaluate. Yep, this is something. It's worth the interruption, that's you know. Yeah. So then that's how I kind of structure myself and structure my day in order to go back to what I said a moment ago to lead myself. Yeah, that's really good. You said something that really stood out to me, Pastor, was the the difference for leaders and the impact in their own personal life comparing a discipline to a desire. Um, and leadership, you know, I can really see and understand that leader, leadership is really made in the disciplined areas of our lives versus the things that we just want to do because we not want to do. So yeah. that's a really The disciplines point. many times represent the things I don't want to do. Right but must do in order to be able to do the things that I desire to do. Yeah, to really grow. Yeah, that's great. Hey, let's finish with this one. This is an interesting question. I'd uh, like to hear your thought. Uh, what is an unusual habit that helps you with your leadership? An unusual habit that helps me with my leadership? Um, I, don't, I don't, that's a hard question <laughs> to answer. Uh, Where did you come up with that one? Uh, else time. Oh, is that right? What What is an unusual habit that I have that helps my leadership? 
uh, I, I don't know that I can answer that in because I don't think any of my habits are unusual. Well, watching a um, documentary while riding a stationary bike, that's kind of unusual to me. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course, that ranges on all kinds of different subjects, uh, you know, but uh, here's why I will, let's say, let's use that one for the time being until I can come up with something. I, I had never thought about that. Uh, you throw me a curve here. Uh, First time I've thrown him a curve yeah. on the podcast. But I would say that may be a, a good example of that in this sense. Um, as I said, uh, you know, I'm not getting anywhere on a stationary bike. By the way, if I'm outside, if I'm outside uh, working in the yard, I've got uh, earphones in or headphones on, and I'm listening to something that's going to help me grow. Right. So maybe if people might not think this an unusual habit, but maybe it is always looking for an opportunity to grow. So I can be out working in the lawn, but I'm listening to something or someone. Yeah. Uh, and generally, um, I'm listening to stuff that's going to help me improve what I do, my ministry-wise, uh, or it's going to help me grow spiritually or uh, leadership-wise. And that's true of these documentaries. Right, I would say that. Uh, and so uh, maybe that's the closest thing I can come to something. I'm all, But I am always, always, when I'm driving, where I'm always looking for something that's going to help me. Yeah. You know, it's going to help me grow. Uh, when we take trips, we take books on audio. We listen right. to books on audio. Uh, sometimes my poor wife has to listen to stuff <laughs> she has no desire to hear. But um, but I tell her if you don't let me listen to this, I'm gonna fall asleep. You know, and then she says, "Well, you just listen to whatever you want." Uh, but always looking for an opportunity uh, to grow, I, I think is is something that's kind of inside of me. So maybe maybe that no, answers that yeah, question. That's good. And I, I mean, Pastor, if I can speak to something unusual i will say the documentary i've never heard of anybody watching documentaries <laughs> while they ride their stationary bikes so that would be an unusual uh habit uh, that helps your leadership but uh, uh pastor let's just wrap up today again this is gonna be part one i love this conversation i know yeah, leadership's I a big deal for you and for yeah. those that are listening the reason why we want to talk about this today is really encourage you right where you are um and your way god's wired you to lead into um push people to him and so pastor just wrap up really quick part one of this series uh with any quick thought and then give us our free resource for today well again uh, all of us can be leaders uh, we just need to recognize the the sphere that god has put us in to to influence and if you don't see yourself as a leader just think of yourself as i have influence there are people that are watching me so i can influence moms it may be your 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 children Dad, it may be your children. It may be people at your workplace that are watching you. How are you going to handle certain things? So see yourself as an influencer. If you don't think of yourself as a leader, at least see yourself as an influencer is what I say. The resource that we have today, and you can uh, you can request this at uh, shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org, and if you'll just send us an email saying, I'd like uh, the most recent resource, it is a continuation of what we've done the past two uh, podcasts on spiritual warfare. Uh, are you ready for the battle? And this uh, today's resource is parts five and six of that. And uh, you can request that, uh, that entire uh, uh, previous series. We'll be happy to make that available to you. But this is uh, uh, parts five and six. And it's talking about the breastplate of righteousness that the Bible uh, describes in Ephesians 6. So that's our resource for uh, this week with this podcast. We'd love for you to, again, write us at Shepherd Talk 
Uh, tell us what you think about the podcast and Shepherd Talk uh, at rbcdothan.org. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.